0: We're back here live again here on the Ball and Down Soft Sports Network. I got live with me, Tallahassee Community College head men's basketball coach, Coach September. Coach, how you doing today?
1: Doing great, man. Doing great. Excited to join you. Appreciate you having me, Ron.
0: Tried to get you on last weekend, but of course, we mistranslated with, with emails and, and messages on Twitter, but we got you on the network here live now, Coach. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it, Coach. You guys had a pretty good season before the pandemic uh, settled in. You know, you guys were like 27 and six, nine and three, on your way to the NJCAA t- uh, uh, tournament. You were going to, you was the 12 seed. You was going to be playing Shelton State, and I had Shelton State head coach on earlier today, right before you. Uh, so we are giving you that opportunity to come on to the network. So just tell me, how was the season before you know it got halted?
1: Ron, honestly, we're just really proud of everything we accomplished. This Tallahassee program had not been to the national tournament since 2011. We had not won the Panhandle Conference, which we did outright this year uh, since 2001. So to do things that hadn't been done in eight years and 18 years, really exciting for our program in year one. Uh, Certainly a, a team effort, a group effort, but just proud of really top to bottom, every single moving part of our organization and our program starting with our, our president, who obviously I'm forever grateful to him for you know, hiring a relatively unknown, a young coach, uh, and, and got the interim job last year, we have to have the job uh, on a full time basis last March. And we brought in a brand new brand new team, brought in 15 new players. So had to make things work relatively quickly. Uh, but Dr. Murdoch has been great, very supportive. Madeline Pumariega, our vice provost. Dr. Sherry Rowan, our, our vice president uh and rob cheney our athletic director very grateful to them for the opportunity to lead this program uh, but you know really exciting uh just from start to finish i mean we had a, a great we, we, we won seven straight to start the year lost a close game in which we had a big lead in uh then we, we reeled off another seven wins lost a, a close game that we had a big lead in. So we were at 14 and two we came back uh after christmas one two jumped straight into panhandle conference play and then had a really successful Panhandle Conference season. So a very deep conference, very talented. For us, as a junior ho- college head coach, for me, the, the main goal is always going to be getting players, you know, in a position to move on to the four-year level. And we're really proud of the fact that we have nine guys so far that have signed to the Division One level more than any other junior college in the country. We had 11 of our sophomores. All 11 of our sophomores graduated, uh, all with at least a 2.8 GPA. So all Division One eligible. Uh, just... Proud of proud of the fact that you know yes nine going Division one very you know exciting and helps us a lot in recruiting but the fact that all eleven guys graduated we still have a couple guys the two guys that have yet to make a decision were actually redshirt freshmen this year so they still have three years to play they could choose to do another year of junior college they're just going through through their recruitment process right now but excited how things turned out obviously. You know, would have loved to have the opportunity to, to play the season out. For us as coaches, we get a chance to go back next year. You know, it, it, my heart breaks for our sophomores who don't get a chance to go back. You know, they're graduating. We took a lot of transfers. We had 11 transfers into our program. So, you know, for those guys, it's really tough because going to the national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas, a once-in-a-lifetime deal, would have loved to, to take on Coach Eatman's Shelton State Bucks. He, he does an unbelievable job. They're very talented. Uh, Joe's done, you know, done at a very high level. I think he's been to Hutch five years in a row. Uh, so, you know, they, they've built a heck of a program, just signed a, a Juco transfer, actually, that's a really good player. So Joe does a great job and, and certainly would have loved the opportunity. That would have been a great game, a very, you know, very hotly contested game with as many Division One players uh, as there would have been on the floor. But uh, again, we, you know, God, God throws us curveballs. Sometimes we got to we got to just try to foul it off and, and live to, to see the next pitch. And so we're in full recruiting mode now and looking towards the, the 2021 year.
0: Well, Coach, I heard you say you brought in 15 new players. Now, that's pretty much almost your whole entire squad, almost. And I would say, man, how did how were you able to to get them to buy into your system, and, and you know, and and be able to have the the uh, season that you did have?
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't easy, honestly, Ron. You know, when when you have a lot of new personalities coming together, we were fortunate. We got most of our team here in the summer, uh, so we had. You know 10 of our guys in you know in in the program early on campus taking summer classes so we were fortunate just from that standpoint to get a head start on a lot of programs but you know we had some late additions that came in the summer we had a few subtractions that you know didn't end up working out but when you bring an entirely new roster into the program i think at the end of the day it it really you know, you're know you betting on the guys that you've brought in to be unselfish you know we took seven division one transfers three division two transfers a couple juco transfers and some freshmen But most of our guys were sophomores so when you're a juco sophomore you have to make it work your back is against the wall you're in a position where you've you know really ultimately have to you know be unselfish enough to understand that look you know there's a lot of good players in our program only five can start you know coaches obviously are going to try to put us in the best position possible to to be successful to win to be recruited Um, but it's not easy you know junior college is a level that's different than than any other i mean our program is basically been built as you know a transfer oriented program since I've been the head coach we wanted to recruit transfers we're doing the same thing again this year you know mostly because we want to bring in the best talent you know in Tallahassee Florida is a place where you have Florida A&M you have Florida State University two division one schools within a three and a half mile radius it's a place we can attract and recruit elite talent and you know at our level in junior college most of the elite talent is going to come via the transfer route so uh, we do bring one player back to this year's roster, but only one. So, you know, uh, you're right. All 15 guys were brand new. We didn't return 1% of scoring one minute. Nobody had ever played on, on, on the floor for Tallahassee. So brand new team. This year we'll have one guy back. We're, we're very fortunate. The kid we bring back, El Ellis, you know, very good player. Lots of high major offers, Oregon, Louisville, Texas, uh, and, and a lot of good schools after him. Uh, but certainly excited for him. He was player of the year. He was freshman of the year in our league. You know, great guy to have coming back, and then you know, the pieces we're trying to build around him, we feel good about. You know, the, the ones we've brought in so far.
0: Wow! So you're in a rebuilding mode again. I mean, you got 15 coming out, you got more coming back in. Wow! It's like a revolving door, but uh, but a good revolving door. Uh, but I, I right. say, man, that's that's awesome, Coach. What you you know you've been able to do with that Tallahassee uh, program. So. Just to jump right into it, talk about some of those guys that, that have gotten off and have moved on, like DeAndre Robinson and, and those guys.
1: Yeah, so we'll start with the Alabama guys. We were really fortunate. Uh, DeAndre Robinson was a guy that had an exceptional high school career at Monroe County High School. You know, led them to a state, you know, state championship. had a had a great career in high school. Uh, ended up out of high school signing with Alabama A and M, but but was a non qualifier. So instead of You know, going straight to junior college, he chose to take the prep route. So he went to Combine Academy in North Carolina, had a really successful season there, ended up at Wheeling Jesuit, a Division II school in West Virginia. He averaged 14 points and seven rebounds as a freshman and had a really, really good year. DeAndre Robinson, great passer, has got great feel, shoots the ball very well. Uh, So for us, you know, we were just trying to find guys that had an understanding of how to play with talent. And DeAndre was a guy that certainly, you know, fit that bill. Um, you know, he, when he came here, he came in the summer. We thought he was going to be a guy that uh, was, was ultimately you know, a starter for us, but he, he got hurt. He, he dealt with a knee injury, and you know, it was, it was a, a long road back for him. But DeAndre is such a resilient kid. He's, he's just a tough, tough kid that you know, never felt bad for himself, never wanted to have a pity party. Uh, so he worked his way back. You know, he only played in 16 of our 33 games, averaged three points a game for us, but the numbers don't really tell the story on how good of a player he is you know he just you know he had a knee situation then he had an ankle that he dealt with later in the year he just kind of had a snake bitten year um uh, but as a as a kid you know was the consummate professional you know he was a great teammate he was always engaged in you know his, his teammates lives like you watch our, our film when he's not dressed and he's dealing with an injury you know rehab and he's cheering for his teammates you know he's waving the towel on the bench i mean just really really fortunate um, you know, to have a guy that was such an unselfish guy. Uh, so we're excited for him. He's going to the University of Idaho. Uh, I think he's going to be an unbelievable player uh, at Idaho in the big sky. That that conference is one that's built on offense. Uh, you know, they got a lot of offensive skill, and he just – he fits right in because DeAndre's not an exceptional athlete, but he passes the ball well. He can handle the ball, can get it off the bounce. Uh, he does have some bounce, but he's not a guy that's going to, you know, jump over you and and and, you know, jump – you know, basically off the ceiling he's a guy that's going to kill you with his skill he's a good catch and shoot guy uh he, he's willing to make the extra pass and and we're just so excited for him you know for he was our ninth guy that, that signed division one and and to stay with the alabama guys actually the first guy that signed was also another division two transfer uh that played at paul bryan high school in tuscaloosa calix stevens and calix was a guy that out of high school chose to go to francis Marion. Uh, In South Carolina, Florence, South Carolina, same kind of deal, averaged 14 and 7 as a freshman. He was Peach Belt Freshman of the Year in 2019. Uh, And just a very, very hardworking kid, quiet but productive. You know, rebounded his butt off, was very physical. He, again, another guy that dealt with an injury, he broke his foot. And it took us about two weeks to figure out that he had a broken foot. Uh, So just a crazy, crazy deal. The kid's so tough, he's like, Coach, man, I'm fine. Let me just tie my shoes tighter. And I'm like, well, maybe at some point, man, let's, let's get it checked out. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he was great for us. He signed early with Indiana state, uh, program in the Missouri Valley conference. They finished third in the Missouri Valley this year. He's going to be an immediate impact guy. Uh, and I'll tell you, Ron, like we, we love the state of Alabama. If we could have, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, you know, Florida, Georgia, like we've had a lot of success in my first year recruiting guys from the South. You uh, know, we, we went a little bit little bit north of Georgia. We went to Tennessee to, to get Tariq Silver, uh, who was actually an Eastern Michigan transfer. He was at Eastern Michigan, redshirted as a freshman, played his second year. So he came here as, as a redshirt sophomore, played his redshirt sophomore season at Tallahassee, averaged three points a game as a sophomore at Eastern Michigan, and came here and just just shot the, really shot the lights out. Shot 46% from three, averaged over 12 points a game for us, was newcomer of the year in the Panhandle Conference, decided to go to Oregon State. So he's, he's going to Corvallis, Oregon, to play in the Pac-12 big-time conference uh, for a big-time player. But a guy that came, you know, and, and originally, and we kind of had to convince him, Tariq, man, you're a really good player. You know, like he he hadn't played a ton as a freshman at Eastern Michigan. We wanted him to be you know, exceptionally confident. We wanted him to, to really believe every time, the you know, the, the ball left his hands that it was going to go in. And I think for him, you know, playing our program is very offensive-minded. You know, so we really try to focus on giving guys confidence and giving them belief in the fact that, you know, if you screw up, you know, don't look over to the bench because we're not taking you out right away. Obviously, as coaches, you know, we got to do the things that that give us the best chance to be successful. But we want our guys to play with confidence. We want our guys to have, you know, a, a tremendous, you know, just a tremendous belief in themselves that that they're the best player on the floor. And I think if you got guys believing in themselves and and pulling in the same direction, you can be could be really successful. Which obviously. To make it to hutch in year one was was very very exciting so uh,
0: well, but coach i could go you know, i mean man, of- I could and on, man.
1: we got a we got a long list you tell me how many guys you <laughs> want to hear about man. we got, we got nine of them so we're, we're through three i got six left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's 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 enough but i can tell you you know a lot of kids coming from high school they feel well i gotta go d1 i gotta go d1 but talk about how how talented you know playing at the junior college of the juco level because you have a lot of d1 talent d2 talent that transfer and come back down and it's as if you're playing at a d1 uh level out there on the basketball court so just talk a little bit about that so the people know and young kids know it's nothing wrong going the juco route
1: no i, I think the one thing the misconception about junior college in general is sometimes people believe well i only go to junior college if i don't have good grades or i only go to junior college if i you know, had a a misstep in my personal life or I got in some trouble or whatever. Junior college is a place where everybody ends up, you know, most of the time for a different reason. You know, we had guys that came because they wanted to re. for the most of our guys. They want to reopen their recruitment. So junior college is a place where, one, again, you get to play against elite level competition Now, our conference between Chipola, Northwest Florida, Gulf Coast, Pensacola and Tallahassee. You know, there were 20-plus Division One players that signed last year. It'll be the same thing this year. You know, we had nine. Chipola's had six signed so far. I think Gulf Coast has had one. Pensacola's had two. Northwest Florida's had three, I believe. So it's it's a league where there's a tremendous amount of, of Division One talent. Uh, and you, you play against it every night. I think playing against the best, it, it helps you really get ready for that next step, you know, that four-year level. So junior college is a place, too. I think academically it's an easier transition, you know, because you – At the juco level like coaches we have study hall where we're present you know i'm kind of the helicopter head coach i'm very involved so every single day after practice like we're going to study hall and it's not like a hey coach let me go run and take a shower at my apartment real quick and then i'll come back to study hall like no no we're going straight to study hall you know you got to get after you know get after it academically to make sure you're putting yourself in a position you know where basketball can't just be the only thing i mean at the end of the day junior college basketball should be a vehicle and a ticket to the four-year level. Because you're, you know, for us, we're paying for 15 guys to go to school, we're paying their tuition, we're paying for their books, we're paying for them to live. You know, this is an opportunity for them to further themselves personally from an education standpoint. I mean, you can't have school, you know, without the basketball piece for those 15 scholarship guys, and you can't have basketball without the school piece. So, you know, for us, we just try to get guys to understand that there's no substitute, you know, for, for controlling your own destiny. You know, every single day we walk. You know, we wake up in the morning. We look in the mirror. We get to control what happens to us. And if I'm, you know, willing to say, hey, like I know that I control what happens to me, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I control. It. And for guys, you know, at the JUCO level, I think it can be an easier, an easier deal to learn because, you know, Division One, like those coaches at that level, they're paid a lot of money. You know, they have to win games, and we want to win games too. You know, don't get me wrong. You can watch our game and like, man, Coach Zach, he's crazy. You know, but like I, we want to win as much as anybody during the game. But the reality is I'm not going to get fired if we don't necessarily win you know, the right amount of games this year in Tallahassee. Our, our mission as a, as a program is to make sure guys are graduating and make sure they're moving on and, and are prepared academically and socially to be successful at the four-year level. So I think JUCO is a place where you know sometimes it can carry a negative stigma, but most of the time that's only if you're not really familiar with it. When you look at how many guys so far this year, I want to say there's 289 or 290 guys that have signed from junior college to play division one. I mean, that's almost 30% of division one. So junior college is a route that a lot of guys are choosing, you know, for most of our guys, it's just for one year. And ultimately it's to give them a chance to, you know, reopen their recruiting process. You know, you you really get to see who wants you over the course of nine months. If somebody has to start recruiting you in August, September, you know, you're, you're going through the whole season being recruited, well by, you know, March, April, when it's time to sign and time to make a decision, you've really figured out, okay, this program invested in me. You know, I see myself being a fit on this campus, playing for this coach in this program with this style. You know, I think it just gives you a chance versus if you're a Division One transfer, which we recruit a lot of Division One transfers, Division Two transfers. If you got to make a quick decision, especially now in the pandemic, when things are crazy, right. you can't take visits. You know, if you come to junior college, you get to go through the whole process again. You get a whole year to figure it out versus having to make a decision in two, three, four weeks where you may not, you know, necessarily have the opportunity to get to know the coach that's recruiting you as well as you would if you come to junior college.
0: Well, coach, if you if you what are you guys looking for in in a, in a recruit, regardless of what position they may play, what do you what do you expect out of those guys if they want to come play for your program?
1: Wow, Ron, that's a great question because I would tell you it changes almost every day as far as from a talent standpoint what we're looking for when we look up on the big board in the office and what you know what we're trying to recruit. But as far as character goes, we just gotta find guys for our program that are willing to compete. You know, when you have nine guys signed Division One, only five can start, right? And we had we had twelve or thirteen different starting lineups this year, so you've got to be able to bring it every day as as a player in our program because nobody's gonna hand you anything. You know in recruiting we don't promise anybody anything because the reality is you know we're recruiting a lot of good players and a lot of good players want to come here so if you're not willing to you know just fight for your spot every single day you're gonna have a hard time being successful Man, i tell our guys look you know junior college coaches we're on a one-year contract so my contract runs through july 31st i signed a new one on august 1st and we're getting after it you know i'm coaching for my job every single day so it's not i don't have the security of a four five five six-year deal where I know, well, if it doesn't go great this year, then we can figure it out next year. No, I I feel like the most successful people are people that are driven to prove themselves every day. You know, and I, I mean, I'm a 5'11 dude. I didn't play at an exceptionally high level. Uh, you know, I, I can't guard a statue. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not some specially connected or special pedigree kind of a guy. I'm just a guy that tries to work really hard, try to outwork the competition, tell the truth all the time in recruiting. We have a big thing in our locker room. It says... Honesty is the best policy because the truth always comes out in the end. And we, we feel that way about recruiting. We don't, we don't want to promise anybody anything uh, on the front end that we can't deliver because then it, it just kind of sets up guys you know, to, be, to be disappointed. So I, I tell guys all the time, look, our program is about competition. We're going to have the best players. We're going to play the best schedule. Uh, the proof is you know, for now, for us, you know, after year one, the proof's in the pudding. We graduated everybody that was a sophomore that came here. They all graduated with at least a 2.5 gpa to be division one eligible we were fortunate enough that everybody was 2.8 and above you know so we're in a position where like it's it's on you you know i tell guys all the time look you guys control playing time not me you know so as far as looking for in recruiting like guys that are competitive guys that have an edge and a chip on their shoulder like for me personally i was a manager you see the little the little syracuse doll up on the on the mm-hmm. wall here in my office you know i, I mean i was a guy that was getting the, the water and the towel as a freshman. And then I slowly got, you know, a few more responsibilities in year two, but I was never a guy that, that had any, you know, special ability to play. So for me, I've had to work really hard. All I have as a head coach, you know, as a coach in general is my word and my work ethic. I try to, you know, stick to that word all the time in recruiting and we try to find guys that are motivated and, and driven in the similar way that I am. Cause I'm a, I'm a high intense, you know, high intensity, passionate dude on the sidelines during games. In practice, I mean, our, our guys will tell you this year, it's a competitive war zone every single day. And I'm coming at you, and we're going to make it chaotic, and we're going to make it challenging. So when we get in the game and we get on the bus to go to Chipola, you know, and play in front of 2,000 people on homecoming night, like, we're going to be ready for that, you know. So, I and, and again, that, I think, prepares guys for the four-year level, for the Division One level. Because it's, again, it's a very ser- serious deal at that level. Coaches are, are fighting for – their livelihood and their family's livelihood as far as winning and losing games. So that's, you know, unfortunately the way we're judged as coaches is, is results. Um, But certainly we try to, you know, just get the whole package, guys that are competitive, they have an edge, they're, you know, they're driven to succeed. They got a chip on their shoulder, but they also understand that, you know, this basketball piece is just it. It's just the basketball piece. There is an academic component to being a student, you know, and and being in our program, you got to be a guy that's motivated academically to do well and again, I think if if guys are honest with themselves, they understand that basketball is going to end. You know, the the air is going to come out of the ball. Now, for for me, it you know it ended much earlier. You know, when I was a teenager, it ended for me because I can't jump over a credit card. Uh, so yeah. for you know for me, I had to figure out, hey, if I'm going to be in coaching, you know, I I got to coach, right? I got I got to figure this game out. Coach. Um, I, I just try to I try we try to be honest with our guys all the time. You know, like don't lie to yourself, don't look in the mirror and, and see anything but but yourself. You know, we tell guys, look, when you when you wake up in the morning. You look in the mirror, like if you, you feel good about your chest, which I don't right now because I have no chest whatsoever, like that's something you can control, right? Get in the weight room and fix it, you know? Or if I if I got a little gut action, like, well, coach, stop drinking sweet tea at 11 o'clock at night. You know, like the late-night <laughs> bojangle Drift Chick-fil-A, probably not a good idea, you know? So we just try to be honest and say, hey, look, if, if this is important to you, whatever you say is important to you, whether it's graduating, playing Division One, you know, making money after college professionally, if those things are important, to you we all do what's most important. So if it's important enough to us, we're going to find a way to get it done. And if not, you know we'll probably find an excuse.
0: And also, Cook, real quick, talk about uh, kids that are trying to get recruited and get seen by college coaches. What uh, dealing with social media—that's one aspect. Uh, what they should and should not do on that. Uh, about highlight film, what should they do now since the pandemic? You know it has us in. What What are college coaches looking for? You know, uh, highlight reel, full game footage, what, what are you guys looking for?
1: I mean, honestly, I think coaches will tell you, oh, we don't like highlight films. But realistically speaking, you know, there, we get I get 50 or 60 emails every single day. Our staff is constantly inundated with emails, you know, from guys, hey, coach, you know, check out my film. Like we always watch highlights first, you know, because you're never going to look better than you do on your highlights. And if that's exciting enough for us to really want to dig into full game film, then we'll do it. We're in a situation here where we just try to find guys that understand that they're representing their brand every single time they step on the floor, every single time they log into their Instagram account or their Twitter account. Everybody can see that. So for me personally, you know, everything I put on Twitter is about our program. And, and we are definitely going to promote our program. We're going to promote our guys. We're going to promote the success of our guys. Like it's our program is a player's program. We try to be really player centric. We try to get guys to understand that, you know, recruits that come to our program like this is about you. Like, yes, as a head coach, I want to win. And and, you know, this is this is great. Right. But the reality, this is about you. Nobody he gets into coaching, or at least I hope they don't get into coaching to make a lot of money, you know, because if I did, I would have left a long time ago, to be honest, with you, because uh, that's not why we're in this. But our guys, as far as what we look for in recruiting, like we've we've got to have guys that understand that they're representing more than just themselves on social media. You know, so we, you know, if you're liking, you know, big booty picks or whatever, like we, you know, that's, that's all fun and games, but every single time a division one coach gives a guy a scholarship offer, he's betting on them, right? That's a 30, 40, $50,000 investment that that school is making to a young man. So you got to understand like that's with that comes great responsibility. So for us, I just, I try to get guys to, to see the big picture and think beyond the next 15 minutes. You know, as far as dealing with recruiting in the pandemic, you know, the more emails you can send, I guess the better. But it's gotta be an email that you know is addressed, hey Coach setembre you know, can you check out my film? Here's where I played. It's gotta have a little bit of structure versus, yo, coach, this is my highlights, let me know what you think. Like, well, probably not quite as likely to respond to that. Although I'll say if the dude is six nine and ripping the rim off and can run the floor and catch and shoot threes, I probably don't care as in the email. We're we're gonna call them, you know. So I know a lot of coaches. Say, oh well, it's got to be this guy. I mean, you know, junior college. We got We we try to recruit the best players, but also the best fits. Uh, but I would be lying if I said that all the etiquette is exceptionally important. Do I think it gives guys the best chance to be recruited if they are professional and careful with what they promote as far as their personal brand? Yes, absolutely. Um, but it, it's tough right now. It's a tough time for for coaches that you know may have. You know, maybe looking for a job. It's a tough time for players, especially high school guys. Like, the higher the level, because rules are changing, and I would think next summer we're going to see the NCAA, you know, change the rule where guys are not going to have to sit out a year and they can go four-year school to four-year school. That hurts high school guys. You know, so more high school guys are going to be in junior college this year than ever because they're not being recruited at the same level by the four-year schools. Because again, what do four-year schools want? Well, they want what we want at Tallahassee, honestly, which is which is transfers. Um, But again, it's you know, I don't really care. I tell guys, yes, we'd like to have transfers. Why do we want transfers? Well, typically, they're older, you know, they're a little bit more mature, they've been away from home, they've dealt with an academic schedule, they've dealt with being in the weight room, being coached in a college program. But at the same time, if a guy is good enough and he's talented enough, I don't care if he's 17, 23, or 73, you know, like if you can play and you have eligibility, you know, let's rock. Yeah, oh,
0: well, Coach, man, it's been good having you on, man. <laughs> Guys, this is Head Coach Tallahassee Men's Basketball, Zach September. Coach, thank you for coming on today.
1: For sure, Ron. I really appreciate you having me, man. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care, Coach. We'll be in contact with you.
1: All right, man.